Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello and welcome to the newly renovated podcast studio of the Seed Creative Podcast LLC. No, it's not LLC. We didn't renovate anything. Yeah, we did. I mean, sort of. We stuck new. Well, we I moved a I ton of stuff. I was saying, <laughs> we moved the desk, the cameras, the sound panels, the lighting. New sound panels, new lighting. New arms. New arms. It's basically, it's the same place, but it's not the same podcast studio. Not really. Yeah, it's different. Different uh, enough. Hopefully it looks good and we don't get clowned on. Uh, Audio people aren't going to know a single difference. They might. <laughs> they might. They might be like, hey, it's quieter. Nick's constant like enthusiasm is so joyous. <laughs> it's it's masked by severe sarcasm with my own like life. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, so that's like the first thing is like, we finally, I would say, have, this is the most complete the podcast studio has been and probably will be for a long time. True. And these sound panels are awesome. They're hexagons for the audio listeners. Yeah, they look a lot better for sure Yeah, than, they, than our janky, just thrown together uh, sound uh, blocks that I had bought, you know, six years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we had bought some new ones, but now we're using them all around the studio. Which, so it should sound better. Yeah, that's true. So- like it looks a lot jankier for the person that is in here, as all good video production is, yeah. than uh, what it actually looks like. Because yeah. if you look up, you're like, "Why is there a, a light stand from 1985 up there?" Like, that probably is from 1985. I just was throwing out. Those are the Lowell Toda. I was gonna say those are hot old. lights, buddy. The the stands are for hot lights. And now that I see this, you need to move your microphone down a little bit. Why? Because of my face. Yeah, look at your face. Oh, gosh. All right, hold on. We got to show his face reveal. (laughs) Face reveal. Is that better? Yeah. That's how I usually have my microphone whenever I'm doing, like, the voiceovers for motion. Yeah, you have it just, like, down your throat. Yeah, that's better, I guess. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, other news is that a Final Cut update came out, which is surprising. I don't know. We haven't had one in a while. It's not surprising, there were surprises. Okay. Well, what were the surprises? iPad. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> I thought you meant. I was talking about ten point six point six. But yeah, iPad yeah. is also. Oh, I guess ten point six point six breaking all FX plug three, <sighs> for everyone, even on Intel, was definitely not foreseen. You said that weird. It's Intel. You said Intel. Intel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is weird. I'm close to you. Right? Yeah, I'm, I feel close to you yeah. lately. Too. <laughs> oh, you mean physically? <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's good to be black. Um, I feel close to you too. <laughs> I feel close to. Dude, what is wrong with us? I it's, like that we're, knew- we're like four minutes into the podcast. I like that. that you knew exactly what I was saying, but yet you took it the other way as a joke. Like that yeah. Was, anyway. Um. But yeah, so there's a new Final Cut update. It's kind of made it's made some news. Like iPad has been a big like thing. Yeah, Logic came out too, and Logic there's not a lot to talk about. It just it works the way it's supposed to. Right. It's just interesting, man. Uh, I think that there I think that there are some audio unit plugins that started working again in Final Cut, but then other ones also are now broken. 
So it is interesting. And it's, but, it's definitely a little buggy because we've had yeah some we've issues. had some we've had some bugs, but nonetheless, overall, I'm happy that 1066 is out because there are major change or additions enough to support the idea that Final Cut's not going away or anything. My personal favorite is uh, before you had to color via color boards. Right. And now that's still there, but you can change it to something new called color adjustments, which for anybody that does editing, it's basically Lumetri from... It's like super simple sliders. It's exactly how like um, Premiere is. I think LumaFusion's the same way. So it made me happy because that's how I started coloring originally. Yeah. That's how it was in Final Cut 7, I think. I don't know. Don't fact check me on that one. I'm not sure. But that was like the biggest change for me personally. But there's also like a lot of new like thumbnails and stuff. It just kind of has like an overhaul. Yeah, it's a fresh, it's a fresh update. Um, there's other new effects. Yeah, yeah. There, there are new effects that I mean the the big effect that everyone is going to talk about the most is going to be the new uh, scene removal tool. Yeah, so it's, I have it at We can all. break down that a little bit yeah, in a minute. But yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's the new color tools. There are a lot of new titles, some new backgrounds. The titles, in my opinion, a little iMovie-ish. Like, mm. they're, they're good. You know, they're okay. I will never use them ever for anything as long as I live. But the backgrounds are okay. To you. So Sorry, I'm laughing because well, you just posted about it, so I think we can talk about it. We're doing a video for a company that makes urns. Yes. So when you said "as long as I live," that was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's why I was laughing. We're this. We will be shooting this video the week that this podcast comes out. Oh, so, so yeah, we're shooting uh, videos and photos of digital urns. Stay next tuned. week. Stay tuned. So anyway, um, so scene removal tool. It, it, I have mixed feelings on this okay. because there's a lot of setup. And when I say a lot, I don't mean a lot. There are just, there are many steps to, to using it and it working the way that you want it to work almost to a point where you would just say, well, why wouldn't you just use a green screen? Okay. What are the main like flaws? Okay. So... I mean, I'm not going to go into flaws. I'm just going to explain how it works. Okay. So you must record a blank frame with absolutely nothing in it but the background, either at the very beginning or at the very end of your shot. So that what Final Cut does is it analyzes that frame and then it just anything that passes in front of it from now on, like it just it. It has has those pixels. I think that it's working based on movement. So it's analyzing movement. So for instance, if you have a frame in which you have trees or your background and they're blowing in the wind, it will not work. Mm. Absolutely will not work no matter what. Because as soon as those trees start moving, you're going to get all kinds of crazy artifacts and um, it, it's just not going to happen. Um, if any lighting, you know, changes or anything like that, I, now I have not tested the lighting, but my theory is not going to work because th the pixels are just, they look too different. So again, it's almost to a point where I am curious as to like, what really is the benefit of this? Unless all we're seeing right now is the foundation and building blocks of something bigger and better. Yeah, maybe. And 
we can say this because they've announced it at the Final Cut Pro. We cannot say it yet. We can't. Mm-mm. It was only for member for people that joined. Oh, I wasn't gonna say the name, but I was gonna say in general what said thing does. Yeah, no, we're not allowed to. Okay, well, sorry, that, I didn't say anything bad in this amount of time. So no, we don't have to cut anything. Yeah, out if you were if you were part of the fi- either Final Cut Pro Global Summit, the one that I spoke at in Los Angeles, or the virtual, you know what we're talking about. But this is strictly only for people that joined in the summit. Dang. Yeah, so we are not allowed to We're talk not allowed about to talk about it. Not okay. until it releases. Well, Sorry. at one point, we'll talk about it. <laughs> at one point, we'll talk about it. But, but yeah. not to lie. So there's kind of no point. I guess the only reason you could possibly use it is if you went to a place and they were like, hey, can you green screen this? And you're like, well, I don't have green screen. What can I do? Sure. You, then could, it, go, you could go yeah. against a blank wall. And if you set it up the way that you're supposed to, I mean... And light it well. It looks okay. I mean, it does an okay job. I mean, it actually does a pretty good job if you do it. But again, there are so many steps that if you don't do it well... And they're not hard steps. Let me make that clear. It's just if you don't do these steps, it's not going to work. Yes. Yeah. It's very weird because it's not very often that there are... <clears throat> like plugins that you use that have this specific of a way to shoot so and and you have zero control you have no tools whatsoever to change like if you want to soften your edges if you want um any sort of a uh, like a glow or anything around behind you like you're not going to be able to do that now i assume what they're going to say is well if you want to do that just add a soften effect and it would go below the scene removal effect Okay, that's fair. That might work. I don't know. I haven't tested da it. DaVinci people would like that because it works so layer. I mean, obviously every NLE works in layers, but like the way they color is in layers, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe that's what they're thinking is people will come at it. They don't want to adjust individual effects. They want to add another effect. Sure. Ma- maybe, maybe. But all I'm going to say is the closest resemblance currently on the market is a plugin called Keeper, and Keeper does not require all those steps. However, Keeper is only going to key people out. And so if, you know, like with this new Final Cut update, if you wanted to make it look like strawberries are raining down in front of something, and see, again, if you're going to go through that length, you would just set a green screen up. But... If you don't do that, then you can have a blank frame, drop your strawberries. Okay, it analyzes your strawberries. Now have a, have a uh, you know, there's no background or anything. It's keyed out for you. Cool. Keeper can't do that. But again, I'm just throwing it out there. To me, any professional that's shooting product video or anything like that, if they're wanting to do that, they're already shooting either on a solid black background anyway, so they can Luma key, or... Um, they are shooting on a green screen. So I guess here's... It's just weird. I'm sorry. Let me go into more specific about what I think my ideal use case is. I'm going to get like really specific. So let's say, let's say you're filming a convention, like you're filming an event coverage video and the client is supposed to bring a backdrop and they forget it. That happens all the time. Yeah. What you would do is go find a blank wall somewhere Yeah. and then light the wall like you would light a green screen. Yeah, because you need separate. The separation will help. Yeah, because you don't want shadows. But the good thing I will say, the good thing about the final cut is actually you don't have to light the background at all, as long as you're not casting shadows and as long as the background isn't like 
you know, moving or like super, like it's not like bricks that's going to yeah, make cause we tried a moray. detailed background from something. We tried bad. a detailed background from something and it did not work at all. No. Like it was, and there was even a clear frame and there had. was a clear frame at the beginning and it did not work at all, but there was a lot going on in the background. There was so, no movement, but there was a lot going on. So, so in theory, that is a good use case and it's good to know it exists. Yeah. So sure. like we could theoretically, know that this exists and try it and then worst case scenario just doesn't work but um so but relying on it is not an option so the one of the reasons i'm talking about this so much is because it's obvious and i don't want to knock all of the hard work that went into this because i know that it was a lot of work and i'm sure that this is a foundational version of what this thing is eventually going to do i got it like i i understand that but to me, what matters is what what I can do with a tool now, yeah. not in the future. And the fact that Apple left out the ability to link files to an external SSD blows my mind. Sorry, be specific because you kind of transitioned. Okay. On the iPad. On the iPad. Because to me, it was like this scene removal mask is like, other than the fact that you can now edit in something that, you know, looks like Final Cut Pro, um, is the scene removal mask. So it's like, okay, cool. But to me, I would have left out scene removal mask and given the ability to link to, to external files. I, I don't, I mean, maybe there's a reason, I don't know. But any professional, any semi-professional that would use Final Cut on iPad... Will not use it. I know for a fact they are not going to use it until external SSD support is there. Yeah. And so it's like you put all this effort into making the scene removal tool. Why couldn't we just have that later? And to be clear, there, <laughs> it, there is support, but you can't save your files on it and you have to import. So you can't import stuff. So theoretically, if you, you can't link to, to files already on the SSD. So let's say no one does this, but let's just say, for example, they like copy to library for some reason. Okay. Then theoretically, you could do it. Sure. It, so like if you shot C200 footage and you wanted to put it in a library and yep. then take it to your computer. Correct. That is a use case that does work, but you got to have a iPad with enough. You got to have a one terabyte iPad. Two things. Yeah. Right. You have to have enough storage on your iPad. And let's imagine, Nick, we're out on a shoot and we'll just, we'll use a low number for us. 300 gigs. We've shot 300 gigs of footage. You've imported it. You copied it to library. It's on your iPad. Sweet. Now you want to transfer it to your iMac Serial. or your Mac studio or your whatever. You about to airdrop 300 gigs. I think you can plug in USB-C from the iPad. I think that's how it's going to work. I thought everything that I've seen is you are to airdrop your library, your Final Cut library from iPad over to your new computer. Again, I could be wrong, but yeah. I can test that real quick so we can know which is right. All right. Gavin's going to go, well, no, no, don't. Don't you have to get up. Yeah, don't don't go test it, Gavin. Thank you for checking, but... Everything that I've seen, the pr- the method that is like everyone is like, then just airdrop the library, and that's what everyone says. I think this is made for 
the GoPro drone people of the world. Just get it done, finish it out on your iPad. Like, I watched this guy. He makes his entire living on YouTube. He's exclusively a drone and GoPro reviewer guy. He edits all of it in LumaFusion on iPad right now. It's made for people like that. So, to me, that's not Final Cut Pro. Yeah. Because that's not, I, I'm, that's not a professional workflow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just me. I'm but, not arguing for it. I, yeah. I'm upset. I'm bummed, too. Because, yeah. like... Um, also, we should say you can't use it unless you have an M1 chip, which is very surprising considering my iPad's super fast and can you do LumaFusion yeah. without M1? And it's an iPad Air, not top spec, but can do it yeah. fine. Yeah. So that kind of sucks too. So it's all very like it exists, but like it's I, not ready. Is it weird? I'm either. equally, I mean, I, I wasn't around in the world then, but like I understand the frustration that people had with Final Cut 10 jumping from final cut 7 to final cut 10 because it's like everyone was so excited and and I am I'm excited for scene removal because that means they're working on things that okay like we're using machine learning ai whatever I'm excited for iPad because it means there's there's a lot of emphasis on we want to continue supporting this app all of that is great that makes me super happy I'm equally as bummed because of the implementation of it is is just underwhelming. So, I mean, I wasn't a professional editor then, but I was editing as a kid then. Yeah. And I was editing in Final Cut 7, and I was very upset when it happened. And I right. was a kid. Yeah. I so I can't imagine being a professional editor at the time. Now, we understand why now, and it makes... Again, it's like the building blocks. Yeah. It makes sense now, and I think that I, maybe... Maybe we're wrong. Maybe the way that they've implemented bringing bringing it to iPad first and only letting you import the library, maybe scene removal tool, it's all going to make sense three, four years from now. But right now, it's maybe, got a lot of people scratching their heads. Are they assuming that we're going to edit via the cloud? So that's what I think. That's probably what it is. That's what I think. I think eventually it's going to be like, well, you don't have to airdrop anything because by the time that iPad gets to your studio, that library is already in your cloud. Yeah, so I think maybe it's like Apple's classic like forcing you to adapt thing, but not telling anyone what's going and on. And then eventually which is you're like and then eventually you're like, "Oh, that's why they did it." So like maybe we'll look back and be like, "They intentionally nerfed um, that's a video game term if you don't know sure. that. Sure. Uh, uh, like, they intentionally nerfed it so that way eventually you would use cloud. I don't know. But it's, just, but it's like, why not just say that? I don't know. Why not, like, no, I, I understand there's a lot of secretive, like, you know, oh, let's, uh, let's keep things under wraps a little bit, but it's like sometimes people, like, want to know what to look forward to. Well, uh, at least a little, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, to me, there's two. Well, there's one cool feature and then some significance to the way that they did this. So the coolest feature, I think, is the Apple Pencil drawing That's and animating cool. support. That is cool. Yes. So like, I haven't done it. Um, and Gavin, you can chime in if you want to. But basically, you can draw in an animation, and it'll draw in in those steps in individual title layers. Is like essentially how it works. Is that right, Gavin? Yeah, I'll chime in real quick. That is correct. <laughs> this is why we keep you, Evan. Uh, so. <laughs> that, just that, so he could come in and say that is correct. Uh, 
Yeah, and it works. I mean, it's just like a like a motion path, and it just follows the path uh, from the beginning of your stroke to the end of your stroke. That's one path. That's for anyone that understands like After Effects or Apple Motion or anything. Um, and I think that you can slightly mess with like you can start the animation from the beginning of the path or from the end and it'll go in reverse well see like what it does is like there's a stroke that's a title and then you need to do another stroke that's another title so it like stacks oh up. is that how they that's how it works that's because in ipad it's one layer it it is a it is a uh oh i thought it was multiple layers no i iPad. think that it con it might convert it when you change over to final cut on oh, Mac, and it might be mean. layers. That's what you mean. I could be wrong there too, but I'm I'm almost positive that it's a single. It almost looks like a generator layer. Um, Gavin, isn't that what it looks like? What is it? Isn't it multiple? Is it? <laughs> no, it's just one title. Oh, I that's what one. I've seen on iPad, but I haven't transferred anything to Mac. Yeah, we have yet to try that. Yeah, because there's no reason to. Yeah, because we're not going to use it. Yeah, I mean. Gavin's the only one with an M1 iPad here, so or an Apple Silicon iPad. And here. of any of us, he'd be the one that would be most like, Inclined I to want use. to use it yeah. for things because he's using Logic. So, and I don't want to use it because the the copy files to library thing is just I, my iPad has 64 gigs. I could import like one or two of my Blackmagic clips, and that's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. The thing that makes me excited about all this, not only is the fact that it exists, it's something that people's been asking for for a long time. You know, obviously there's all these theories about like Apple is just trying to eventually merge all devices into one and make one master device, all of this stuff. To me, the biggest indicator, and at the time of release, WWDC's keynote is the next day after this comes out. Um, and the fact that they didn't spend any time like they just announced this in a press release right before it means they had to kick it out of WWDC, which means that there's big stuff coming. I, I think, think so. And um, I mean, this is a, this is a little bit of a transition, but I'm almost certain that we're going to get an AR headset. I think so too. And I think that is going to be, I think we're about to experience like the biggest Apple announcement since iPhone. No, not since iPhone, Apple Silicon since silicon since silicon for yeah. sure since silicon yeah but one of the biggest in their history especially because i feel like they're getting in on the earlier side than they normally do normally they would let meta figure this out for another 10 years and mm. then make one that's slightly better and 10 times more expensive sure um so i don't know what the use case is going to be if it's going to be ar if it's actually going to be vr i kind of doubt it's going to be vr but um we'll see and what the price is going to be any guesses to strike off the top of your head? How much you think it'll for cost? like a pair of AR glasses? Uh, the AR Apple? headset, yeah. Well, there's a difference because VR to me, like the way I distinguish between the two, VR is going to be a headset. AR is going to be some form of like glasses, like everyday wear. But Microsoft Hololens is AR, but it looks like a giant VR headset. Yeah, I just don't think like that Apple. I don't think that Apple is gonna go. They they're gonna want things to be like sleek and small. I would think. I think they're gonna make something like. I think. Let me make sure I'm name. I'm saying the right product. I'm pretty sure it's the MetaQuest Pro. Yeah, that's a lot thinner. No, the it's new, not. The newer one. It's thinner than the Quest Two. The MetaQuest Pro. This thing's huge. Yeah, that's smaller than the Quest Two, though. Okay. That's what I mean. It's thinner. Yes, yes, Gavin. You can, you can always chime in. 
Have y'all not seen the like the leaked photos? I have, but I don't know if those, we think those are real. He, we think those are fake. Well, I, I haven't know. seen them. Like the one with Tim Cook, and it has he has like the googly eyes. No, 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 I'm talking about just like the the just like the product shot looking leaks, where it just looks like like a futuristic pair of goggles. Okay. With, yeah, I'm, I'm looking haven't. at an app. Oh, is this what you're talking about? I'll put it on screen. If so, is it like? Can you see that? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna hand it to George. I have seen this. Okay, so that that's what I'm. Okay, I thought you meant yeah. closer to like this. I was like, George, the technology's not there yet. Yeah. No, I'm. I guess I, I'm sorry. I was meaning like small, sleek, thin, like this. Um, but I still don't think that. I, I don't. I just don't know. Uh, I don't think that. So you think it's going to be AR though, correct? Dude, I just don't see a future. I don't see a future long term in. VR only. I agree. Like, I think that AR is going to be so much easier for people to accept and understand. Like, think about it. Like, we already have the tech anyway. I, I mean, I know that the there was a like a Google announcement a while back, and you know they're showing that you use the camera on your phone and you look around, and it's going to do exactly what we did for Motion VFX, the M callouts. Um, some kind of captions pack or something, but I I put your glasses on, remember, and acted like they were AR glasses, oh. and you walk around and it shows an arrow in the street. That is it shows the future. a sale. That dude, that's where we're going for sure. When Apple makes one that is this size, I will buy it immediately. I don't yeah. care how much it costs because I've wanted that for years. Yeah. With if the, they make a if they make a headset like what you just showed me, I think it's going to be twenty nine ninety nine. I think it's going to be uh, that, that's cl that's close to us. I was to say thirty five. Yeah. I'm trying to because because um, what's it called? Um, what did I say? Microsoft Hololens. Yeah, like is made for because right now the best use case is for people that are like working on big machines and that kind of stuff. Like that can af the companies can afford that. Yeah, but I believe let me see if I can find the price. It's really expensive. Thirty five hundred. So it's got a Hololens. Yeah, so it's got to be five. I bet Apple makes it five then. You think so? Yeah, it's got Apple always goes like way above. I think else. the I think the version that's actually usable and useful may be in that price range. So, I think they're gonna have like a like almost like a MacBook Air style and then like a Pro style. Yeah, what is it gonna be called? That's the real question. Because they're gonna have like it's not gonna be called Apple AR glasses. It's gonna be called like the Hololens. Like you know, it's gonna have a name. It's gonna have a brand name. Yeah. It's gonna. Well, I'm curious if they're Apple Glass when they're gonna like officially like drop i in front of things, like iPhone, iMac, iPad. Like, do you think that they'll no. ever drop no, that? No, iPhone is no. They'll you don't think they'll never do that? You don't think so? Why not? I mean, why? Well, would I they? guess I'm sorry. With like new products, are not oh. gonna be like i anything. Well, MacBook. Well, I'm trying to think. What's the last? product like apple watch boom uh yeah it's it's, it's just not, it's apple not i watch so would it not be like apple, apple glasses apple headset apple glasses it doesn't sound like it's gonna have some really dumb name like dynamic island <laughs> you lost the name of the thing the, on the phone oh right? no i know yeah, okay. i know what dynamic island is it's just funny that you like it's gonna have some dumb name like dynamic Island. well we were all making fun of it we're all kind of like but it's also kind of but cool. it's also kind of and cool. i bought the phone and i'll buy the next phone because of the dynamic island yeah well that that it's like i'm on the upgrade program now so it's like out for like 200 bucks a year i can get a new phone i know yeah. like it's fancy well it's just i mean it's just the trade-in deal so
You're behind. What do you have? You have an 11? I don't know what I have. No, you don't have an 11. You have a no. 4, 13. 13 Pro. Yeah, that's right. Because we all 13, 13 Pro Max, 1 terabyte. Uh, yeah, I don't have one terabyte, but I never need it. I do. I could edit on. Uh, I could edit on Final Cut Pro on my phone better than Gavin could could on his iPad. See, is, see, I delete stuff. You're not a deleter of things. Like you I, don't even delete your emails. Like I, I put mine in archive. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh God, almost a hundred k, everybody. A hundred thousand emails. There's in, two kinds of people in my email. There's app. people that archive and there's people that don't, and there's no in between. You and Gavin are non-archivers. I've are seen we? Gavin's inbox too. Um, my, if you go to my inbox right now, I guarantee you there's no more than two emails in it, Wow! but I, then you just type it in, but also then it sometimes it is harder to find. So I'll give you that. I'm just really jealous of all the people at, um, Santa gear. Yeah. In Los Angeles We're going right to the now. Atlanta one probably unless something comes up though. We are going to be in Atlanta the week before and now. So TBD, what are we doing in Atlanta the week before? I don't think we can say cause we haven't got a contract for it yet, but it's, oh. it's the thing. That we're the BTS crew for. Oh, yeah. We have a meeting about that tomorrow. Oh, is that tomorrow? This week has gone by fast. It's, yeah. it's been a fast week. Because George has been gone for like a week. Seven so, days. Something like that. Yep. So uh, we didn't burn and, down the seed. And then yesterday I had a shoot all day. So yeah, I, I was even... lonely here yesterday. I was like. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> I took Gavin with me. I was like, give me my Gavin. And I'm editing. <laughs> I'm editing a couple. I need, I need my Gavin. That's an insult. Oh yeah, that is an insult. I need my George. Um, I was sad editing here yesterday. Were you like, really? Yeah, a little bit. You didn't look sad when I was staring at you on the camera. See, I always think you are. I know you. I don't. never do. I talk to you sometimes. Really? I'm like, hey George. If I hear it click, because sometimes it'll click. Yeah. But that, but I don't know what it is. I don't know because I never look at it. It's the. Other. I, I've looked at it. Um. I'll look at it before if I'm like, I know that someone's going to come by and like drop something off. And I'm like, let me just make sure Nick hasn't been like abducted or something. That's good. And then yeah. what would you do? Does it record? Yeah. yeah. It okay. records whenever it sees people. Because if it only told you I was gone, what? <laughs> I don't know. Give me a 10 minute head start. Be like, crap. Nick is gone. And I don't know the workflow for this server. <laughs> like, Oh, and Nick's gone. We need to get him back. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Sorry I scared you earlier today, by the way. Oh, hey, uh, hey, Seth Farmer's on the way to stop by. There we go. This has just evolved into, anyway, Apple event's coming. There's new Final Cut. We have a new studio. We wish we were at Cinegear. Hopefully, we should, next time we go to something that's like, like in AB, we should go to LA Cinegear, yeah. I feel like. I think that's what all of the people were telling. But a lot of people go to both. Yeah. But I'm sad we're not hanging out with Jared. That that yeah. I've still never met him. I want to meet him so bad. I yeah. was so bummed when he didn't come to uh uh he couldn't come to uh what's it called? NAB. NAB. I and think he was working on Komodo, Komodo X. X. Oh yeah. wait, we can talk about that. That came out since we did a last podcast too. I want one. I do too. Yeah. Or I just want a cheap original Komodo, which people are dumping. I want either. Yeah. I don't think I mean, what's the frame rate difference? Is is it 50 or something. You can do 80 frames in Yeah, but what 6K. was what was 6K originally? 40. Uh, yeah. But also, <laughs> that's not what it's... Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I want it, though. The thing is, by the time you buy the kit, it's like... Uh, yeah, I know. It gets steep. It does. I know. One day. One day. We, keep, we have this one project that we've always said, if we get this project, we'll buy a Komodo. Sure. And then they keep pushing off the project, and we just keep staring at our computers and going back to doing it. Why are we, we're not complaining. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I'm sorry I am the way that I am and I don't like going to debt for gear, but 
Uh, we just don't do that. I don't want you to go into different gear. <laughs> I like don't... going to bed at night knowing that you can pay me. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I've got to make this payment to Jared because <laughs> I bought all this red stuff and I can't really afford it. Be like, I, Nick, I fired you, but I bought five Komodo extras yeah. or something. All right. All well, right. this was fun. Also, uh, we've but... got actual work to do now. Yep. So. <laughs> How am I supposed to wrap this thing up now? I don't know. All right. I'll wrap it up. Okay. All wrap right. it up. Gavin's Gavin. wrapping it up. Thank you all for watching the Seed Creative Podcast. Um, and also, thank you for listening. If you're audio only, be sure to come back next time. We'll, we'll talk about other things. And watch the video podcast. Come on. You don't it's have not, to. It's not that hard. And tell, you don't us, have to. tell us if you like the background or not. Also, tell us what you think about the quality. Is the quality held up? Because we're straight up using classic C300s. Then 10-bit. 10-bit. Uh, yeah, drop in at, if you're listening to this on audio, drop in at minute 23 and 47 seconds. I don't know what that's going to be, but it'll be something. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.